Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. It's a game day edition of the HHC as the Hornets are in Los Angeles to take on the Clippers. Of course, they'll take on the Lakers a little bit later on this week, but right now the focus is on the Clippers and snapping that extremely long losing streak that the Hornets have against LAC. We won't get into that just to not tempt fate, as Toby Ziegler would say on the West Wing as... You can tell I'm on a little bit of a West Wing kick here these days, but we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about our favorite topic here on the HHC. That is power rankings. And we got to talk about head coach Steve Clifford getting to the 300 win plateau mark. It's a little bit more impressive than you might think, even though it doesn't seem like that big of a number in the grand scheme of things. And helping me out on all of these, it's a little bit of a role reversal today. It's the radio voice of your Hornets, Sam Farber, joining us from the West Coast. Sam, thank you for taking some time early on out of the day today. We had a little bit of a discussion before we started the podcast about what topic we wanted to go with first. I did not flip a coin, so I'm just going to go right ahead and take it off the top of my head. Let's go ahead and start off with our favorite topic. Let's begin with power rankings. I know that's something that the Hornets have not looked very good in over the stretch of this season, and that's going to happen when you have a couple of losing streaks in there, and of course the one that the Hornets snapped on Monday in Sacramento. That's certainly going to help things as the Hornets lost eight in a row prior to that. So this happened, and this was published before all of that happened and took place on Monday. So in the grand scheme of things, out of 30 NBA teams, where do you think the Hornets ranked in the most recent power rankings? Well, first off, Rob, thanks for having me. It is, as always, a pleasure and a privilege to be speaking with you here on the HHC. And thanks so much for uh, pulling the, the all-nighters uh, with us out on the West Coast and also hosting the podcast here today. Really do appreciate it. Um, I'm going to go for the power rankings I'm going to say 29th, and here's why. Obviously, you know, the Hornets are in a long losing streak or were in a long losing streak at the time most of these podcasts, or sorry, at the time most of these power rankings 
were published, the Hornets' win would not have registered into the math on them. So I'm going to assume that whoever was putting together the power rankings assumed the Hornets were still on their losing streak when they published them. That said, I think the Hornets have been playing better. So I'll be optimistic and say the Hornets are out of the basement. I'll put them at 29. Uh, in hopes that uh, there, there's some room for growth here for the Hornets. Well, unfortunately, you are incorrect. These are the latest athletic power rankings from Zach Harper, and they have the Hornets dead last at 30 because of that losing streak. So you didn't give us a whole lot of margin of error to work with and to give you the top three ahead of the Hornets. So in 29th, it's Detroit. They also have San Antonio at 28th, and then at 27th, they have the Houston Rockets. So again, I understand that the Hornets were in the bottom of the Eastern Conference when these were posted, but again, I understand that there's some other things that need to be factored in, such as injuries and those sort of things. But again, at the end of the day, the power rankings are, where do you stand right now? Where does your firepower, quite frankly, they're called power rankings for a reason, where does it stand in the NBA? So Sam, if you had to pick somebody to kind of go ahead of the Hornets there, like I said, you have Houston, you have San Antonio, and you have Detroit. Where would you put the Hornets ahead of since you put them at 29th? Well, I guess, you know, I was hoping some of the other there would be a, a different team in the neighborhood to slide the Hornets ahead of. Honestly, when you look at some of the, you know, second-level metrics, the Hornets are playing better than several teams right now in the NBA, just unfortunately not the results the team was looking for. But the last two games have really been stronger. What they did against Denver, it took an MVP effort from the two-time reigning MVP to defeat Charlotte. And then against Sacramento, a team that was healthy, rested, playing well, the Hornets got a good win. Um, Of course, that's not going to factor into the power ranking. So I I think I'm going to go with Houston here. Generally speaking, they are roughly in the same vicinity uh, in terms of the standings. And then also not really playing the best basketball over the last week or so. They do also have a win in their recent run. They beat the Phoenix Suns back in a home game and uh, but they're a team that you know even though they've gotten a couple of wins recently they played a ton of games at home as of late I think they're in the uh, like a seven game homestand right now and still are are finding losses at home so I'll put the the Hornets ahead of Houston if I had to slide them ahead of someone but I do have a feeling that next time we're discussing power rankings Rob Charlotte's going to be considerably higher up the totem pole. Certainly makes sense. And a couple of things that The Athletic does a little bit differently than some other traditional power rankings is they kind of give a reason why the team is ranked there. And they have them broken down into tiers. And right now the Hornets are towards the bottom of that tier. They're in the final tier of Tier 7. But some of the things that they talked about in this edition of their power rankings is the big gift idea. And, of course, everybody has the eyes on the prize that is in the bottom of the rankings in Victor Webbignana, but the team is certainly not looking at that at that way. Head coach Steve Clifford has you know certainly made that clear that this team has the ability to win with what they have now. The other thing that they talked about was something that another person in the office, I guess they have somebody in this Power Rankings talking about what they want to see from the team moving forward. This one's a little bit sour grapes, I think. They said that they don't want to see any more Mason Plumlee left-handed shots. They said, I don't care if they go in or they don't go in. They're not fun to watch, and we shouldn't put Hornets fans through that. That's a little harsh, because Mason Plumlee, he put up a 15-footer the other day, and it looked pretty sweet. So I understand it looks a little unorthodox, and Mason's not that true left-handed shooter that you see from Kelly Oubre that's a little bit smoother. But, man, talk about some sour grapes, Sam. Yeah, I think that is harsh. I mean, look, it's about whether it goes in or not. I don't know that Nikola Jokic's three-point form is something that you would teach to youngsters, or Demonis Sabonis for that matter. It's not what it looks like on the release. Quite frankly, LaMelo Ball doesn't exactly have classic form for his shot. It's about your efficiency 
outthinking them. And not that Mason Plumley and LaMelo Ball are exactly the same kind of shooters, but I think Mason Plumley should be applauded for how he has, I mean, completely redesigned his shot to the extent that he's gone from being a right-handed shooter to a left-handed shooter. And the fact that he's making it as efficiently as he is from the free throw line and trying to keep people honest from the mid-range, that's big. So, yeah, I'm with you. Whoever Nathan is uh, from the office who is uh, poo-pooing Mason Plumley's shot, let's look at the numbers. Mason Plumley's scoring is not quite a career high, but certainly accelerated from where it was a year ago. And his uh, mid-range ability, even though it's only one or two a game, it's right on par with what Sabonis and what Jokic are doing from three-point range. So it's an equivalent shot, and Plumley is making him currently in the last couple of weeks pretty much as efficiently. Whoever Nathan is, I say we just send him a lump of coal for Christmas and see how he likes it. But at any rate, the Hornets rank 30th currently on the latest power rankings published by The Athletic. Of course, we want to hear from you. Of course, the Hornets are always number one in our power rankings. But give us a tag on social media, let you know what you think. Let us know what you think about that. And, you know, we can have a little healthy discussion because that's what social media is so great for. Coming up next, though, we got to talk about Steve Clifford reaching in an important coaching plateau win mark wise after Monday's win in Sacramento. That comes your way next here on Hornets Hive brought to you by Senta. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Rob Longo and Sam Farber with you on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, as always presented by Senta. And Sam, something that we didn't get a chance to touch on in yesterday's edition of the Hornets Hivecast between myself and Sam Perley, and mostly because we were just so amped up after that big win 
in Sacramento was the milestone that head coach Steve Clifford reached. Now has 300 career wins in the NBA as a head coach. Of course, 200 plus of those have been with the Hornets, 207 to be exact. He's pretty close to passing Alan Bristow for the most all time. And of course, at some point this season, that will more than likely happen. But wanted to touch on this milestone from Steve Clifford just because of how important it is. He gets those 300 career wins. Those 300 wins already push him at 75th all-time as a head coach. When you take a look at some of the other names out there, a guy like Jason Kidd, I know he hasn't coached as many years as Steve Clifford, but he hasn't reached 300 wins. Tyron Lue has not reached 300 wins. Nick Nurse has not been at 300 wins. Again, these are some of the guys that have been already in the association. They're current head coaches that are trying to make their way up to that 300-win mark. But again, Steve Clifford in his ninth season, overall as a head coach in the NBA with 300 wins. And Sam, I don't think that head coach Steve Clifford gets a whole lot of love because of that, because this is, like I said, a pretty remarkable milestone when you think about it, when you consider the history of the NBA in 76 seasons now that only 75 coaches have gotten 300 wins or more, and Steve Clifford's one of them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great accomplishment, and it's a testament to his uh, A, longevity in the game. And, you know, you only get a long longevity if you have been a good coach for a long time. Win percentage matters. I think that's a big factor when you're looking at you know why someone is successful, why they've been able to stick around. And even though the coach's win percentage uh, is below 500 lifetime, uh, it's still better than several coaches who are even ahead of him on the all-time wins list. One that comes to mind is Byron Scott, who has you know been a prominent coach for quite some time. In the NBA, he has over 450 wins. He's coached 15 seasons. He's got a, a lower win percentage, uh, and he's had at different times, you know, better talent. And, and I think ultimately, the measure for a coach, it's not about wins per se. It's not about titles even per se. It's about wins and titles in perspective of expectations for that team as you have them. And for many of the teams that head coach Steve Clifford has acquired. The talent level relative to the rest of the NBA has been down. Now, that wasn't the case this season, but clearly things have changed due to injuries, and that has also really tested head coach Steve Clifford and his abilities. And so, you know, I think right now the record is certainly a lot lower than anyone including Coach Clifford himself, would have expected, you know, talking to him preseason, he was looking at a team that he thought was going to really be a contender in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. And there's still plenty of time for that to be achieved, although they've got a big hole to dig their way out of. But, you know, relative to expectations in his first two stops, initially with Charlotte and then again with Orlando, he took over teams that had long losing trends, hadn't been to the playoffs in a while, and he immediately turned things around and got them into the postseason. There is still time for that to be achieved here this season, and it would just be another feather in his cap, and I I think this is something to celebrate. Anytime someone hits a a milestone like this, again, it doesn't make him a great coach just because he's picked up 300 wins. It makes him a great coach because he has built up the reputation in the business to deserve enough games to get to this threshold. The other thing about this milestone too, Sam, is the ode to longevity in the NBA. When you take a look at it, there's been hundreds of coaches throughout the 76 years of NBA basketball. Only 56 of them have reached double digits when it comes to years on the bench. Again, Steve Clifford in year nine, assuming he comes back because of the way the contract works out, all that stuff, he's going to be back next season. So he will be at year number 10. That will put him in the top 60 of coaches 
all time in terms of years coached. That's also very impressive when you think about it and the history of this game. I mean, you have guys like Greg Popovich that have coached for 27 years, obviously. Doc Rivers has coached for 24, and these are just some of the guys that are currently active. You have, you know, Rick Carlisle at 21, Nate McMillan's coached 19 years. Those guys are unique unto themselves. But when you have a guy like Steve Clifford who has been with two different franchises and the fact that he's going to be reaching year number 10 next year, that's also very unique in itself as well. Yeah, and I I think Coach Clifford's got a good chance to get up into that top 60, 65 mix by the end of this season if things continue to go in the right direction. I know we're coming off a grand total of one win in the last uh, two or three weeks here, but the Hornets are playing better. They're healthier now, and I think we're really going to get an opportunity to see how good of a coach Coach Clifford is with the record. And and, uh, and also, again, it, everything is relative to expectations. I would challenge anyone to you know give us a head coach that could have done better with the level of injuries the Hornets have experienced than Coach Clifford has. He, he's done, in my opinion, a remarkable job. And also, you know, we were just talking power rankings. We've seen week after week, even though the Hornets have been rated low, all these power rankings, all these experts that are watching the teams and watching the games closely – Keep saying, you know, yeah, the Hornets don't have a very good record right now, clearly, but where would they be if they didn't have uh, Coach Clifford and, and the level of detail that he has put into these game plans uh, to try and get this team wins and keep them competitive? I mean, the, the level of injury, it's very, very notable, and uh, the Hornets have been able to overcome it, and still, as we speak right now, uh, they're within five games of a play-in position, and they're far from eliminated from a, a outright playoff position in the top six or like 10 games out of that type of spot right now. So plenty of time for the Hornets to turn it around, but it's good to take a moment here to celebrate the accomplishment for head coach Steve Clifford. I know it took a lot longer than he was hoping for and the team was hoping for him to finally reach that 300th win, but we're glad he's got it. And now uh, let's hope we're talking about his 400th win even sooner. It takes a village to raise a team, and at the top of the totem pole, it's Steve Clifford making that 300-win plateau after the win in Sacramento, of course. Congratulations to head coach Steve Clifford. Coming up next, it is a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast. we got to preview the Hornets at the Clippers. That comes your way next here on EHHC. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge. 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. It's a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. Rob Longo, the voice of the Hornets, Sam Farber with you here on today's edition of the HHC. Sam, you know how these game previews work, but before we get into that, let's go ahead and preview the matchup. These two teams met together back on December 5th here at the Hive. It was a 119 to 117 loss for the Hornets. It took a Kawhi Leonard jumper with about one second left on the clock to beat the Hornets. Charlotte played that game pretty, pretty good. And when you take a look at it, they still had no LaMelo Ball and no Gordon Hayward in that contest. Kelly Oubre ends up going for a team-high 28 points. Hornets had three players north of 20. That included Terry Rozier with 22. P.J. Washington also had 26 as well. Nick Richards was in double figures off the bench in that one, but ended up being the Kawhi Leonard show. He only had 16 points, but that last one was the big one, that last bucket that he had. Paul George had 19 points as well. Four out of the five starters for the Clippers were in double figures. Nicholas Batum had 13 points. John Wall had 12 points coming off the bench. A little bit of a resurgence season for him after sitting out last year in Houston. So with that said, since that game, that again, back on December 5th, the Clippers have been pretty up and down for the most part. They are 4-3 and three in their last seven since that game. That included a 102-93 win against the Washington Wizards. That came all the way back on Saturday, and that was a home game for the Clippers that they are in the midst of a little bit of a home stretch. Kawhi Leonard in that contest ends up going for 31 points. That ended up being a game high as well. Marcus Morris had 10 points as well. Luke Kennard was the big one coming off the bench in that contest. He had 20 for the Clippers, so this should be an interesting one. That was the last game that LA played, so they have multiple days off of rest, but we saw on Monday how that might not be that big of a factor as the Hornets were coming off the first night of a back-to-back in Sacramento, and the Kings, of course, did not play for multiple days, and Charlotte was still able to pick up the W. So, obviously, you know how this works. We need players to watch for both teams and a stat to watch. This time, you're the guest, so you get to pick first in which direction we're heading. It is a rarity for me to be in this position, but I will gladly take it. I'm going to go with a statistic to watch first. And uh, you know my, my policy saying points is cheating, but I'm going to use points relative to a pace of play because, you know, giving a number for pace of play, I'll be honest, I don't know how to chart that. So we're going to go with points in terms of what kind of numbers we want to see this game played at for the Hornets to get a win. Um, so I think, you know, the, the pace of play slash points, let's say 115 and higher is in the Hornets' favor. Uh, even though the Hornets have only won once in their last four games since LaMelo Ball has come back, it has had a tremendous effect on the offense. You look for the last four games across the NBA, Charlotte is top five in points per game. They're averaging 120 per night since LaMelo Ball has returned. And granted, they've only won one of those games, but you're playing at a much higher rate and you're putting pressure on the other team to keep up with you. The Clippers are built just differently. They are a defense first team. They've got two outstanding two-way players, uh, two of the best in the world right now, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in a good group around them defensively, but they, in terms of offensive production, are dead last in the NBA over the last four games, averaging just 102.3 points per contest. So for the Hornets, I think if this one's played around the 115 range, that's definitely in the Hornets' favor, and as good as this Clippers defense is, you're going to put some pressure on them to score the basketball at a level that they, quite honestly, they don't reach all that often. So for me, I'm going to go at points per game. Again, points is cheating, but we're, we're looking at this from a pace of play perspective 
And for the Clippers, even though they have won recently, uh, it hasn't been with reaching that 115-point threshold. The last time they reached 115 points, December 5th in Charlotte, and that was a a victory. But every other game, it's been below there, um, and their opponents have been below there as well. So give me 115 for the win for the Hornets. And with the way that LaMelo Ball has been playing since he's returned from injury, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility for the Hornets to push the tempo and get above that 115-point threshold. For me, i got to take a look at the three-point percentage. The Clippers are kind of middle of the pack. They're 12th in three-point percentage. They hit around about 36-37% per game. But when they were back here in Charlotte on December 5th, they shot way above their weight class. They were 15-36 from beyond the arc. That is about 42% from the field. We know what the Hornets do for the most part three-point wise. I mean, they're dead last in three-point percentage in the association around 32.5%. But the other day, you know, it looked a little bit better there in that first quarter. Second quarter, not so much. Hornets went 0 for 6 from beyond the arc in the second frame. The other night in Sacramento, around the average 32-33% as well. So for me, I got to take a look at the three-point shooting just because there's a couple more weapons on that LA Clippers side that really likes to chuck up the three ball. You don't see it a whole lot from Kawhi Leonard, obviously, but there's other guys like Luke Kennard and some of those other guys. And of course, we'll talk about that here when we get to our players to watch for the Los Angeles Clippers. And speaking of which, we need a Clippers player to watch and a Hornets player to watch. Where would you like to go next? Well, real quick, I think that's a good stat to keep an eye on because in that last loss the Hornets had to the Clippers, it was a narrow one, obviously. The Kawhi Leonard jumper ended up sealing it. Hornets fell 119 to 117. But when you look closely, Hornets shot, relatively speaking, almost an identical percentage to the Clippers, relatively speaking, almost an identical percentage from the free throw line. The difference was several more of the shots that the Clippers made were threes than what the Hornets did. So the three-point line could definitely be a factor uh, in this one here tonight. I'm going to go for our next category. I'm going to go to Clipper to watch. And uh, my apologies, normally I like to let you take the easy answer, but I'm going to take it here. I'm going with Kawhi Leonard. He's really starting to come into his own. Obviously, he has experienced a a very injury-riddled season or a couple of seasons. He missed all of last year. Uh, And this season, he's been on and off the uh, active-inactive list. But he's starting to come into his own, even though he missed a game in the midst of the last five for the Clippers. He has been north of 25 twice. He's coming off a 31-point performance, which is his season high in their most recent win over Washington. He is a superstar. He is a game changer. This Clippers team, when you look at the standings, they're not exactly where they were hoping to be, but they're not in a bad position right now in the top five and within three games of first place. And to have done that, relatively speaking, without Kawhi Leonard is quite the accomplishment and talks to how good of a roster this Clippers team has and what they might be able to accomplish with him out there. But he is the ultimate X-factor for this Clippers team, when he plays, if he plays, uh, they can be almost unbeatable. And testament to that is that in his last six games played, the Clippers are five and one. Actually, if you go back even further, his last nine games played, they're eight and one. So whether he's scoring a lot, whether he's deeming people up, clutch shots, assists, whatever category you want to look at, he can do it all. But ultimately speaking, when Kawhi Leonard plays and plays well, the Clippers win. So He's got to be my focal point for this one tonight. Can't fault you for taking the pick because if you would have left him open, I certainly would have taken Kawhi Leonard. So kudos to you for that pick. For me, I was going to go in a couple of different directions. Clippers are a little bit banged up right now. There's some question marks about who's going to play. Paul George is on that fence. So Zavita Zubox don't want to speculate on injuries, but those guys haven't played the last couple of games. 
when it take a look at what this roster looks like right now for the Clippers, I have to go with a guy like John Wall. He played in the last game. He started in the last game. You see him coming off the bench a little bit, but he only had nine points, but he's a guy that can kind of push the tempo a little bit. He only went two of 10 shooting in that game against the Washington Wizards. Again, it was a 102-93 win for the Clippers, but at this point, everybody's been beating the Wizards as of late. They currently have the longest losing streak in the NBA as of the recording of this podcast. So for me, a guy like John Wall that kind of coincides with someone like a Kawhi Leonard, someone that can facilitate for him, I think is really important. And we talk about a point guard play a lot of time. You hear Steve Clifford talk about point guard play a lot, especially with LaMelo Ball, where if it comes down into crunch time, you see the pick and roll become a huge factor in the offense for the opposing team. They talked about it on Sunday's game after Nikola Jokic goes off, but the reason they were able to do that is because Murray was running the pick and roll with Jokic. They were able to get one or the other free, depending on how that sequence worked out. So for me, I can see that happening similarly to Kawhi Leonard and John Wall. I know Kawhi is more of an ISO guy, but again, anytime you can free one of those two up, certainly helps, and then you got a guy that can sit in the corner and poach threes, like a Nicholas Batum, who ended up starting that game the other night for the Clippers as well. So i got to go with John Wall. I know he's having a little bit of a resurgence this season after sitting out last year in Houston as well. He's been a little bit banged up, has sat here and there for the most part, but he's played the last two games and has played pretty well in them as well, so John Wall is my player to watch. That leaves Hornets player to watch, and who are you taking with your selection, Sam? Well, there's a lot of good options here. Uh, Gordon Hayward's playing really well. The plus-minus, he's dominating in that category. The last couple of games, clearly, LaMelo Ball is coming into his own again as an efficient scorer, 20 points in the second half in that win over Sacramento. But I'm going to go with Kelly Oubre Jr. He is really having a tremendous run right now, scoring the basketball. Unclear on the injury front whether or not Terry Rozier is going to be available, and that would clearly influence uh, Kelly Oubre in terms of whether he starts or comes off the bench. Either way, he is shooting the ball really, really well. He has had now eight consecutive games where he has made multiple threes in the contest. And then if you're looking just as a starter, and again, this is going to be determined probably based off whether or not Terry Rozier is available, and we're obviously hoping for him to be available, whatever the side effects are, on Kelly Oubre Jr.'s minutes, he'd be the first to say we need all of our guys to be at the peak of our powers. But Kelly Oubre has a 10-game start streak where he has scored 20 or more, the only two times in the last month, really, where he has not scored 20 or more points have been the two occasions where he came off the bench. That's when the team had all three stars available. Sad to report it's only been twice uh, that that's been the case, um, but that's the fate for the Hornets. But Kelly Oubre Jr. has done just a tremendous job stepping into that starting role and scoring at a high level. So the the three-point shooting is there. I think it's improved dramatically in terms of the quality of his shots since LaMelo Ball has come back. But also just over the course of the entire season, he's doing such a terrific job driving the lane, finishing at the basket. Uh, Had a great performance in Sacramento with 31 points. If Terry's available, I think Kelly goes back to coming off the bench, and I think he'll be extremely efficient and contribute a lot there as well and might have an even bigger impact on the game, quite frankly, than he could as a starter. But as a starter, 10 straight games of 20 or more, uh, that's undeniably high-level scoring 
Kelly Oubre Jr., my player to watch for the Hornets for this one tonight against the Clippers. And through the first 31 games of the season, Sam Kelly might be the MVP. He's played in all 31. He started in those 29 when all the guys were injured like you talked about. And it's not a situation that Kelly's not accustomed to. Last year, played in 76 games, started 13 of those. But prior to that, when he was in Golden State, he started 50 of the 55 he played in. In Phoenix, the two years prior to that, he was a starter. He started 55 of the 56 back in the 2019-2020 COVID-shortened season as well and of course you know the the Suns did go on that little bit of a run in the bubble there also but at the end of the day this isn't something that Kelly isn't used to so again can't fault the pick by any means for me I have to go with Mason Plumlee and there's a couple of different reasons why one of them of course is we're not sure if Avita Zubats is going to play he is probably one of the more underrated centers especially in the Western Conference if not in the Western Conference probably in the entire association he's had some pretty remarkable games this year and we know what the Hornets have had to endure with some elite centers especially the last two games in Nikola Jokic and Damanis Sabonis. Mason's had a little bit of a rough go of it the last two times because of those matchups. Has gotten in some foul trouble early. The other night in Sacramento, he had two fouls in the first 55 seconds of the game. Got to clean it up. I think he does because after he had those two fouls, Nick Richards came in in the first quarter, a little bit of the second quarter as well, gave the Hornets a little bit of a life preserver at the center position. Nick Richards played extremely well, but when Mason Plumlee returned, he played a very clean game. He only had one foul in the second half, had four rebounds, three assists. He also had 15 points. He was seven of eight from the field, and one of them was a miss because it was a little bit of a too high of a alley-oop pass from LaMelo Ball, if I'm not mistaken. He was also one of two from the free throw line. 50% is a lot better than what he was shooting at the charity stripe last year as well. So Mason Plumlee is my player to watch because if Avica Zubats does not play, that center position is going to be wide open open for Mason Plumley to feast against the LA Clippers. Either way, we're going to have a breakdown of it after tonight's game, and of course you can hear it tomorrow here once again on the HHC. Sam Farber, radio voice of the Hornets. I know it's a little different being a guest, but appreciate you jumping on the HHC today. Rob, thanks so much for having me. Always great to talk to you, and hopefully it's another winning edition of the HHC for you tomorrow. Hornets and Clippers tip off at 10.30 tonight. Put a pot of coffee on, grab a Red Bull, whatever you need to do to stay awake to watch Hornets basketball on Valley Sports Southeast, or of course listen to the radio call of Sam, and I will have your halftime and scoreboard updates and a little bit of postgame sprinkled in there as well after the game. Either way, we will have you covered on the HHC tomorrow. So for Sam Farber, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you so much for joining us on the Hornets Hivecast today, and we'll see you tomorrow once again, as always, on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. Brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.